Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today I'm joined by the always lovely Jen Arnold. Jen, how are you today? I'm good, thanks, Chris. (laughs) And uh, Jen, I have the benefit of knowing through uh, many different areas. She's part of the church that I go to, St. Clair. She's uh, Pastor David Arnold's wife, who was interviewed on here a couple uh, weeks ago. And she's also my next-door neighbor, and we're involved in the Mishfam, and you're you're one of the managers at one of my favorite spots and what we'll be mostly talking about today, 541. So thanks for having us. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> it's, it's great to chat about it. Awesome, awesome. All right, so we'll just, as always, dive right in. Can you share a bit with us about yourself? Sure. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I grew up in Hamilton, born and raised, which uh, seems more and more rare these days. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the city is changing quite a bit, and so... And all those Torontonians are coming out this way now, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I was born and raised here. Um, I... Yeah, my family also still lives here, my brother and my two parents, and um, yeah, as I... uh, I kind of grew up in in the Anglican Church, actually, so that's okay. a bit of my uh, faith background, and um, yeah, and uh, kind of as I grew up, I've always kind of been aware of um, needs around me. Mm-hmm. But um, my parents actually moved onto the escarpment into a kind of middle class area when I was quite young, and. Um, yeah, if you know anything about Hamilton, you know that if you live on the mountain, you don't really have a reason to go downtown. Um, and if you are downtown, you don't really go onto the mountain. And so there's quite a divide. Yeah. So it's pretty disconnected from the place where I was actually born for quite a long time. Um, yeah. And then that's that's kind of the disconnect that happened. But then I, I eventually was... Yeah, kind of reacquainted with downtown and, um, yeah, and a lot of the needs here, but also a lot of the beauty here, and that's eventually kind of where where we're landed now. Yeah, yeah. And Hamilton's, like, you mentioned the divide line, and it, heck, as you were talking about that, I'm remembering spots in Toronto where, yes, this is a nicer off area, but three to five minute walk down, mm-hmm. you're in a less well area, and you can definitely see that, um like I've been a Toronto boy in my life but we'd be driving out to go fishing or driving out to Niagara and it was always like well don't go like don't go into Hamilton it's mm-hmm. it's really bad off and yeah. while it's turning around yeah there's there is that divide but it it's changing up so mm-hmm. yeah but it it's got a lot of needs so kudos mm-hmm. <laughs> um so when did you become involved with 541 Yeah so um I I mean, it began like quite a while ago for me. I, um, after out of high school, I went to Redeemer uh, University in, mm-hmm. in Ancaster. Um, really only because I was really late in the application process. <laughs> and um, it was kind of a last resort, like the only place that would take me at that point. Um, yeah, and I was, I was doing a theater arts major, which was kind of off. Like, I'm a theatrical person, but um, I didn't, uh, once I got into it, it was quite clear that I didn't actually want to be in theater arts. 
Um, so, but anyways, the thing that happened there was I, um, I was living in this dorm and with some pretty incredible RAs, and uh, they were involved with a thing, um, a thing called Kids Club, um, which was run out of Wentworth Baptist Church, which is at the corner of Cannon and Wentworth. Right. And um, basically, what it was was um, every day after school, they would have a club in between, kind of school time and dinner time. And nice. so, um, I mean. On an ideal day, you'd play some games and uh, have some snacks, but a large portion of it was kind of uh, crowd control. And um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so they were involved in that, and I, I really wasn't at all. But then, um, yeah, they were getting kind of lower and lower on volunteers, and and my RA was sick one day and and asked me if I could fill in for her. So I went down. Um, to kids club and it just yeah it was totally not what i expected i i'm not really naturally a kids person (laughs) and um these kids were rambunctious and off the walls and yeah there was just it wasn't your average group of kids um but yeah we would provide snacks for them and uh we would play games with them, and then um, we would walk them home. So wow. I ended up walking home some of these kids to their the places where they were living, and um, I think that's where it really began for me because I saw, yeah, I saw situations at home that kids were going into, and it, it just rattled something in me, especially because this was kind of the neighborhood that I was born into. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then a couple other things kind of transpired that year. I did a thing called Cross Culture, where um, is kind of connecting worship and um, service. And so I came down, um, yeah, to Wentworth, actually, with a group of people. And um, we, uh, yeah, we would do service projects in the neighborhood. We did some... Um, painting at a local community center and um, yeah and there was something in that day as well where I, I was just connecting oh there's something going on with inside of me when I'm in this neighborhood yeah um, so the for the following two summers um, yeah because of cross-culture and those things that were going on um, that year that kind of connected me back it caused me to yeah, I didn't really have anything to do over the summer, and so um, for the following two summers, I did an internship with uh, Wentworth Baptist Church, that same church. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was I. W- I was living at my parents' house on the mountain, and then I would bike down every day um, to Wentworth and would hang out with the kids all day and wow. got to know them, got to know their families, got to know the neighborhood, um, and. It, I, the more that I did that, the more that I felt a disconnect between the world I was living in and the world these kids that I cared so much about were living in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I started to kind of like think, what would this look, what does this look like to actually know a little bit more about what these kids are going through? Also, in combination with that, seeing that there were a bunch of social institutions that were trying to meet the needs of the neighborhood, but ultimately for various reasons didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so I actually, because of that, I switched majors. I um, transferred to U of T okay. uh, to do uh, development studies. And because I saw that a bunch of people were trying to do things and uh, it didn't seem to really be working. And so I thought I should probably study about some of the mistakes that a bunch of other people have made yeah. um, and hopefully have some like critical awareness around yeah. what, yeah, how to be aware of why that might be. And um, so then I switched uh, to U of T and was there for a while. Um, also worked at Wentworth the following summer. And the following summer was actually, I we did a week of leadership camp, which was with kids junior and high school age. And um, at the end of that camp, I remember standing beside this one girl, Mercedes, who I'd gotten really close with. And um, I we were singing together, and I just had this picture pop into my mind of like this coffee shop. Because over the course of those summers, I realized the staple of people's lives, for the most part in this neighborhood, is Tim Hortons. Yeah. And so that's kind of where there's a sense of community. Yeah. Um, but what kind of grew in me was this passion for real food and um, <laughs> yep. gathering around, like, well-made tables and yep. um, kind of, yeah, like, good food good service but also this like back and forth action between like what was typically the divide of like the haves and the have-nots yeah. the mountain and downtown yeah and so i just all all at once kind of had this picture in my mind of a restaurant where there was like all of my families were there but also some of my mountain friends were there and i just had this picture like oh that's what i'm supposed to do yeah so, but I have no business skills or anything like that. So I, it was just like a dream at yeah. that point. And um, so I finished my degree at U of T, got married, um, and then moved into just the only apartment that we could find in Hamilton, which was in the West End. Got a job at a coffee shop and a restaurant and just to hopefully get some skills, but yeah. really had no idea where I was going with that. Um, because, again, I did not have any other skills to open up a place. Yeah. And over the course of that time, also, um, Dave and I had started looking for a house. And that was a long process, but eventually found a house, and it was great. We're living there, and then I'm working at this restaurant, this coffee shop. And then this girl who had known me from just from camp and known that I had at camp, my role was kind of like the camp mom. It was a boys' camp, <laughs> and uh, so I would just like make guys good food on their days off yeah. when they're just eating camp food all summer. And uh, so that's what she knew about me. She knew that I liked to make food for people, but had no idea about the stream or anything. And she said, um, "Yeah, we need to go out for coffee." And so we went out for coffee. And she's like, "Look, my church just bought this building on Barton Street." And we're starting up awesome. a, a nonprofit restaurant. It's going to be an eatery, but it's also going to be an exchange. And there's going to be space for people from the neighborhood to come in. Awesome. Um, and it's going to be the best of the best. It's going to be really good food. It's going to be really good coffee for people who would typically frequent those places and have enough money for that. But also we're going to have a pay it forward system where people can come in if they don't have like enough to usually afford that. And... I was just 
baffled because everything that she was describing was exactly what was in that picture that was at that point nine years before that Mm -hmm. um so it was pretty wild and then she told me where it was and as you know we can basically see it from our front porch. Yeah. Not exactly, but it's it is, it is less three than a five. Walk. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say it's less than a five minute walk. Yeah. yeah. So just wild. And so as I look back on that, I, yeah, I just see how there was this deep thing within myself, a call to this and God like had orchestrated all these things yeah. and that I was really not a part of. Yeah. And, and then I just landed in this, which is ultimately literally there, my dream job. Yeah. There are things that sometimes people can chalk it up to coincidence. That's one where there's way too many things to be a coincidence. That is beyond a doubt. 100% a God thing mm-hmm. just lined up. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how I got involved. And then I start. I started off there with Miranda and uh, so you've been involved from the ground up like mm-hmm. it's not something where it was it was it had started and then you came in you were kind of well ri- it had started a little bit I mean uh, Miranda w- was the one who found okay. this space and st- basically stalked the landlord to try right. and figure out who it was <laughs> that owned this place and uh, and our friend Kyle was really involved at that point too with um, just dreaming up the homework club for kids. Okay. Um, and then there was a couple other people that were involved at that point, and uh, as well Sue and the board. Most of the board has been there right since the beginning. Okay. Um, and so then they kind of brought me on, and I was I was on board for. It was probably closer to a year before it was opened. Okay. Um, and then... So still in those early stages. In the early yeah. stages, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. And, it, like, this place used to be a bank mm-hmm. or something? Yeah, we've actually had people come in here who uh, come in here to eat and then tell us that they were... They stood where we were standing behind the counter, but <laughs> they were tellers oh at this gosh. bank. <laughs> or they were squatters in between the time when it right. was a bank and when it was 541. Right. And so, it's yeah, there's a lot of history here. Yeah. And then you you dove into that, and that's uh, that's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Just because I love knowing the history of stuff, where it's like, okay, that's cool. What was what was here before? Did it was it a space that you guys created, or what was mm-hmm. what was here before? So, uh, what other agencies or ministries is Five Forty One connected to? Uh, we're connected to a lot of places. Basically, what we, when we started, we really didn't have like a clear cut plan of what mm-hmm. we were gonna do. It was pretty, yeah. It was it was a lot of patchwork as we went, yeah. um, as to what would work, and and we really only had the cafe. Mm-hmm. And then the homework club. And the homework club is in partnership with um, Kathy Weaver School and the library. Oh, okay, cool. Um, it's actually kind of transitioning this year into a different format of things for a couple different reasons. But um, at that time, we are connected to them. And then Compass Point Church is where our board is from. Right. Um, yeah. And they do our accounting and finances as well. Oh, wow. Um, awesome. Yeah, and so we were officially connected to them, but then as we kind of created this platform for, um, yeah, just a space of exchange and a space of community, people and businesses from across the city have just come out of the woodwork and have wanted to get on board, and the generosity is just 
it's insane. Like, so for instance, Merritt Brewery downtown, they, um, they did a lemonade stand for us and have done some fundraising for us. Yeah. And like, we have a great relationship with brain injury services and they bring a lot of their, um, yeah, their community members here because they find that, um, yeah, it's a very inclusive volunteering environment. Awesome. Um, yeah, we're connected to the Boys and Girls Club of Hamilton. They bring their kids here to teach them about giving. Um, yeah, we're connected to uh, Detours, our coffee yeah. provider, and they also do a ton of fundraising and giving back for us. Um we, there's a florist that donates all of our florals from two doors down. Our House of Penny is what she's called. There is a woman, Krista, who runs a writer's group here on Tuesday mornings, and she's a Hamilton writer. Really? Yeah, we, uh, we have, um, yeah, the Barton Street Library runs a book club here. That's great. Um, Go Hop obviously runs their prayer room downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I can't possibly list off the top of my head all of the connections. Oh, Democracy, like they're the Democracy Coffee Shop. They, oh, okay. Um, they have a buttons jar on their counter and they right. collect close to two to 300 buttons for us on a weekly basis. Oh, wow. At their own coffee shop in a different part of the city. So it's just kind of, <clears throat> it feels like, yeah, it very much doesn't feel like our own success. It feels like, a Hamilton-wide yeah. project that's yeah. going on here. Yeah. yeah. And just because you touched on the buttons, like, it's something I love, but just for the people listening who are like, what? Can you explain the buttons? Like, so... Right. So, um, yeah. So, we are an eatery, but we're also an exchange, mm-hmm. and we're in a lower income, yeah. typically, part of the city. So, <clears throat> the button system is our pay-it-forward system. So, on the counter, if you were to come in, there are two jars, um... The jar on the left-hand side of the counter is undonated buttons, and the jar on the right-hand side of the counter, oh, vice versa, <laughs> yeah. is I was uh, picturing it as yeah, you were saying it. Yeah. yeah, is uh, donated buttons. So if you're to come in and you have a little bit of extra money um, on top of what you're paying for the food, and the food is quite low prices because most of our employees are volunteers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then you have the opportunity to donate forward buttons. Each button is $1, and every dollar you donate forward, you move one button from one jar into the other jar. Right. And that way, if anyone from the community comes in and needs to needs some help paying, they can use buttons from the, the donated jar um, as dollars toward anything that they order. There's no limits to what they can order on the menu, and so it functions exactly as currency would. Awesome. Um, yeah, and you... The, Community members can use up to five buttons a day. And when I say community members, I really mean anyone. We don't yeah. discriminate against who can it's use buttons. It's not like, oh, you're coming from past Sanford. Sorry, it's just cash. Yeah. 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 We've had people come in here who, you know, they forgot their wallet that day and so they use buttons. And I always say to people, there's no shame in using them because we all have a time where we need to give and we all have a time where we need to receive. Nice. That's it. First time I came here and I saw that, I was like, that is friggin' awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's still a thought I have every time I come in and seeing people use it. I'm like, that's that's great. That's much needed. And something I wish could happen more so. But 
not knocking anywhere. It's just I'm sure they feel they can't. But I love that that's a feature of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some other ways aside from the buttons that 541 is connected to? Like what involved in the community? I know you said the writers group and the book club. Yep. So we have a kids group, a writers group, the book club. We have. Um, a teen and youth Bible study. Awesome. In the summer, we have a lot. We have a lot of summer camps. We have a soccer camp that goes on. We have. Um, we partner with Arasha, and they they help. Uh, yeah, connect kids back to the earth. So um, they'll take kids out to their farm, and they oh, have an cool. opportunity to plant and grow things and meet animals and things like that. And uh, we also have some community gardens out back, and so um, kids help yeah uh plant and grow things in the garden and yeah there's basically we just kind of open our hands if someone wants to do something a community-based initiative we usually say yes sometimes it's a success sometimes it flops but um yeah it's rarely us running all these things it's kind of we provide the platform where the community can hopefully flourish that is great that Mm -hmm. is awesome and is there is there a place where people uh can see that like a schedule or something online is that on a website or well because it's not all run by us there isn't like a centralized hub for all the programs going on because most of them are not run by us yeah so for instance if you were the what the writers group i it may be on our website i don't know um yeah yeah but like the um the book club like you find out about through the library okay. or different things like okay, that cool. um there are, there are a couple of the ones that we are more involved in are listed on the website um but or you can just come in and talk to one of us as well a yeah. lot of the our community members who um use the services word of mouth is the best way for that to travel anyways cool awesome mm-hmm. yeah no it's just hearing so much more. yeah wow that's a lot to keep track of yeah and yeah. we the, thankfully we aren't the ones who have to really <laughs> keep track. yeah well i mean sue does a pretty good job of yeah that, mm-hmm. <laughs> um you guys just recently had an event or two mm-hmm. <laughs> on this past weekend uh what can you tell us about it yeah so um the we had this event called um uh beans for buttons and uh detour is our coffee roaster Mm -hmm. um they have been just insanely supportive from the get-go uh they are a roastery in burlington um they have a cafe in dundas and they are doing just amazing quality coffee um and that was one of our passions from the beginning is we for these people who if a lot of people who use who are a part of our community here are um, people who maybe a lot of their meals that they're having in community are at soup kitchens or um, shelters or different places like that. And we were really passionate that what we weren't just going to provide another meal here and fill another belly, but we were going to give the best of the best to people who usually get the leftovers. Um, So, Detour Coffee has been like a a huge part of that. And this, so this Christmas, what they've done is uh, they contacted us and said, we would love to give back more with our, what we're doing. And so they actually, um, the past two Christmases have given us $1 from every 
um, bag of holiday blend that they sell. Oh, that's great. Yeah, which is amazing because it's their best-selling coffee um, in the year. Um, And then this year, they kind of upped the ante a little bit, and they um, put together this um, brunch fundraiser for us. So we had three seatings. Um, we had a Santa Claus, we had brunch, what? and we they launched their holiday blend here. So we were serving holiday blend, and everyone went de- went home with a bag of holiday blend. Oh. Um, but the best part of the fundraiser for me was um, not only could you pay $30 and come, and the proceeds would go to 541 but if you couldn't come, you could pay $30, and it would um, provide the opportunity for a a community member to take part. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so we had um, we had a bunch of people, you know, who had paid their way, but a bunch of people who um, were able to partake because other people paid for them to come, and it was a good representation of what 541 yeah. is, that mixing and that overall hoping um, to create a space of equality where, um, yeah, there's not very many other places where these different worlds would sit around a table together and, yeah um yeah it went really well we had three different seatings detour came their staff came and helped us out they donated a just a ton of stuff to it um house of penny did the florals for it um yeah and it was just yeah it was a really um yeah a, a really amazing and generous gesture yeah. by them mm-hmm. that's awesome and you guys had a, a concert here? Yep, we had a concert the night before as well. So um, a friend of ours, Grant, from uh, Crossroads Ministries, mm-hmm. they uh, put together this concert series. And so we had a concert the night before, and that concert, um, half the proceeds went to Crossroads and half the proceeds went to us. Um, and yeah, we're really thankful to Grant for putting in all the work he did to, into that as well. That's great. That's seriously awesome like mm-hmm. that's the word i'm gonna keep going back to mm-hmm. but it it is and then uh finally how can uh anybody who's listening support 541 right um well a lot of people know about the button system mm-hmm. and uh they love to donate buttons because when you come in and you donate buttons they you can see where it goes directly 100 percent um but uh yeah, what a lot of people don't often think of when they're thinking of donating is um, to the general fund. Mm-hmm. And the general fund kind of covers what we can't cover with our low prices. So yeah. if our um, oven breaks down or with new projects that we're developing, um, we're developing a community kitchen up the street, for instance. And Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, we also really want to pay our staff living wages yeah um and and we're passionate about doing things well in that sense so yeah buttons donations are amazing and great but sometimes what's lacking is the general fund so if people really wanted to help out and felt like compelled to give online you can go to our website and if you specify the general fund we love people who specify the general fund because then we're not we're not freaking out when things break down or yeah. when um, yeah when we're we're actually lacking in our funds to start new projects yeah. or you know the funds to to feed kids in the homework club or different things like that that don't come directly out of the buttons donations right um, and then the other way is don't actually donating your time so um, we have lots of volunteer opportunities. 
Uh, we have cleaning that needs to be done. We have um, dishwashing. We have serving food to customers out front. We have food prep in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and then little odds and ends around the place. Like if you're a plumber and you'd want to do some free stuff for us or electrical yeah. or anything like that, that is super helpful. Um, if you're into gardening and you want to help out with the kids stuff in the summer, basically anything you've heard of, we usually need help for most of it. So, uh, yeah, money and time are both ways that people can help out. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll make sure for anybody listening who is interested that the link uh, will be attached under uh, under this post on either the blog and on Podbean. Uh, unfortunately for y'all on... Uh, who are checking us out on iTunes, you'll have to head over to either Podbean or the 2099onecrossstreet.com website. It'll be in that post there. All right, Jen, thank you so much for sit taking some time. I know you got to get uh, get to work in a couple minutes. Uh, but, yeah, thank you for taking the time, and thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And uh, if you are feeling, feeling an interest or a call to donating uh, either money or time, please consider please consider that and uh, drop the awesome Jen a line. Thanks for listening. God bless my friends. Take care.